Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, welcome back to The Art of Craftsmanship. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. And we're here with a good friend of ours, Guy Harris. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Devin, what do you got for us today? This is an IBM manual. All parts should go together without forcing. You must remember that the parts you are reassembling were disassembled by you. Therefore, if you can't get them together again, there must be a reason. By all means, do not use a hammer. This is an IBM manual. That's that's <laughs> nice. a statement from now. I, I got two different sources. One was it was from 1925, which is right when they were formed, and then one from 1970, which would be more like the start of the personal computers type of thing. 1925. 1925, but they must have been something else, or who knows what they did. It's like bells and whistles. Um. But I thought that one was funny. It, it's it's kind of it sounds old school where they're basically blaming you on the mistake. <laughs> if yeah. it's in you, parts, like, you would have taken it apart. <laughs> I feel like it's IBM's like nice way to say the uh, the issues occurring between uh, the uh, the keyboard and the chair. <laughs> right, uh, like user that. error. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought that was great. Um, yeah, it's like remember, you setting. you uh, you disassembled it. So so you can reassemble it. Don't force anything <laughs> and don't use a hammer. You do not need to force anything. That's a that's good uh that's good advice for a computer. <laughs> a computer. Yeah. Or I, th- I didn't hear a click. Hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> don't use a hammer. <laughs> and even if it's from the twenties or the seventies, it's kind of funny, like you're talking to old school people. Yeah. Don't don't use a hammer on it. Don't get out your other tools. This is a specialty <laughs> object. Right, exactly. You can't just yeah, smack it to get it to work. How do you have two different uh, sources, possible sources? Like were you, when you were looking at the quote, did it? Yeah, when I found the quote originally, it said 1925. Oh, okay. And I was like, IBM 1925. And I looked if IBM was around then, and they were. I was like the first year they were called IBM. But then when I put the quote into Google search again. It came up with one that said like 1970. Uh, I thought that sounded more correct, but then I went back. So it's like half, either one, it works. Right. (laughs) They felt like they they needed to reiterate it like, you know, 50 years later. Right. Yeah. It sounds like it's a little bit, uh, like it goes a little bit better with the seventies because that would have been right when, you know, really computers were kind of coming out. Right. And so. Yeah. Dot com and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you know, it wasn't really obviously until like the eighties and then the the nineties until computers were like really around, but seventies makes sense. Right. You <laughs> like giving out a manual, like, you know, at that point I, you know, there would, there would be, I think there might be, you know, the manual seems like it's something for a user, right. Not a professional. Right. Maybe it is. But, and so like the seventies, you might've had the beginning of like users, right. You like sell something to right. somebody. It wouldn't be like a, a specialist, but right. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I brought that quote up because um, my best friend Guy Harris is on today, and he's yeah. a computer infrastructure engineer. Oh, yeah. But he does uh, <laughs> a lot of IT work. He helped help me um, build the, the the first PC for the Art of Craftsman chip right. so I could even start editing because I used to edit the channel the first few videos on my um, my wife's old Mac at the time. She was my girlfriend at the time. That computer was like ten years old. Now it's like fifteen <laughs> years old. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was it was slow, and it was I was taking using days type, to render, and uh, uh, and I was using some type of freeware like Hollywood Editor Ten. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had something. I knew it was something free. It was something bad because it was that was kind of the beginning. We were like, hey, let's just try this out. You know, we'll yeah. see what we got. I, you I, didn't have your computer from school anymore, so you didn't have all the software and stuff that you would have had yeah. originally, which you learned on right was. Uh, was it? What did you learn? Or was it um, Final Cut? Was Final what Cut, I learned right. one, um, and I had a Mac. But I, what I use now, Premiere. Right. I mean, right? They're all the same. You just have to learn the keystrokes. Yeah, right. The keys are a little yeah. bit different, but they all do the same. Editor is an editor. Yeah. You don't need all the fancy things unless you're doing some something crazy. But yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do. What is a what does a computer infrastructure engineer do, guy? Um. So I, I guess you could say we can we can sometimes be a jack of all trades. Um, we can sometimes be more specialized. Um, I happen to be specialized more on uh, something called the identity side uh, of IT. So Active Directory, um, identity related in, in terms of security as well. Um, products like um, CyberArk and stuff like that that protect credentials. Um, I also do in a I do a little playing around in, in data science as well. Um, I use a fun little tool called Splunk. Um, basically big data tool yeah you pull pull data from everywhere from uh workstations from um uh servers uh basically any box where you can pull data from we pull it from syslogs um you know windows and basically start to make uh very informed decisions because we have this big chain of data um Ah, uh, nice. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's huge. It can kind of be a lot of different things. Um, in terms of where I, I fit into it, it's, yes, it's more of the identity stuff. I basically I basically make sure that the uh, people that have ac- access to our uh, our infrastructure and, and are in our IT systems uh, belong there. <laughs> right. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. So you're, you're yeah securing um, securing data for uh, for big big ticket people. Um, I wow. was what was the. There was another quote I was looking for the computer. It was basically saying, if you think your information is secure, you don't understand electronics and you probably don't understand security of information. Oh, what is mind. that? Yeah, no, that's a good one. <laughs> it, right? It's saying, like, if, you, if you're definitely 100%, even though that's what you do, guy, but there's obviously there's issues. And if there's not issues in the software, there's always can be human error which is obviously the issue that comes up the most right like you could have yeah, the biggest absolutely. you can have you can have microsoft or google or facebook right. who who has this super tight security right and cloud system where they think nothing can beat it but you still have someone who can log on so if you can get to that human right it doesn't matter right right guy yeah, isn't, isn't that where isn't that where the biggest hole usually is with some, something like that yeah, definitely. I mean, you hit it real in the head. And I mean, a human error is basically what social engineering is. Um, you know, if you've, uh, you're sending out spear phishing campaigns and you're just trying to hit people saying that, you know, hey, your bank account's been hacked and you need to type your password and username right. into this link to get it corrected, right there, human error. You're just, you're trying to pull things from people because they don't know any better. 
You know, they're not faced with thinking outside the box constantly about security and, you know, where's the threat coming from. They don't highlight every uh, email that comes in to look to the mail to field and say, huh, uh, I got an email from Bank of America, but this says it's going to, you know, um, Peng Young at, you know, CN.com. You're like, ah, it's not adding up. (laughs) Right. It's it's funny. You can do everything. Yeah. And it just takes a... uh a human. That's why a lot of scanners, you'll see them. There's a bunch of good YouTube channels where scanners will call them up. And basically they just, since now you can do the whole team viewer, how you can have someone log into your PC and, and do things for you. Right. They basically take control of your PC and lock it down, change passwords until right. you give them what they want. So it's like, yeah, you, you won't have access because you gave us this, a few passwords and now you're stuck. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's um there, there's pretty nasty malware chains out there that do something similar to that. Um, right. But they actually they lock down the computer, they throw on a Bitcoin address, and they say, "All right, we got your files. We've locked your hard drive. It's encrypted. You're not getting your data back. Send us a thousand dollars per machine, and we'll unlock it for you." It's it's crazy <laughs> what you can it do is. out there. And they yeah. they pay it, don't yeah. they? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it depends on the organization. If you're making, you know, if you're generating five hundred thousand dollars a day, and someone is asking for a hundred thousand to get your data back, are you going to wait five days and, and lose money constantly? Or are you just going to, you know, pay the person and get your data back and get things back up and running? Right. Hmm. You you pay the person, fire someone on your team, and then continue <laughs> on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whose computer was it? He's going. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that happened to uh, Baltimore City Schools, which I, I work for Baltimore City Schools. I feel like that happened to them, like, not that long ago. Yeah, they got called? the, the whole... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, isn't yeah the whole like, system uh, got obliterated. Yeah. That's ransomware. That happened to our brother Drew's company. Uh, um, I guess it's probably public knowledge. I won't say who he worked for, but... It's a big company, big um, computer tech right. something or other, uh, and and they they paid someone a bunch of Bitcoin, yeah, just geez. to open stuff back up so they could get back to work. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy no, I mean stuff. my uh, I I won't say who my company is, but um, Drew and I actually talked about it. We got hit the same thing. Um, right. It was basically a form of malware um, or ransomware called uh, Not Pet Ya. Um, that basically slams your system and starts encrypting drives, moves laterally, um, right. and, and it just—it's just nasty. It, it just burns shit down as it goes. How would that get into a system, like to start with? Would it be like um, through through a through a phishing like email that someone opened up and then it came in? Or yeah, yeah, okay. it, it could have. Um, it could have been through a spear phishing campaign, and you know maybe uh, a link was downloaded from you know, an email, an attachment, you know, it embedded itself. It waited until, you know, it discovered some type of honey account or some type of privilege account, grabbed it, started right. attempting to move laterally your environment until it grabs, you know, what we like to call is like the keys to the kingdom is if you can get onto a domain controller, because then you right. can elevate yourself to something called domain admin. And now you are, you're basically God in that system. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> That's cool. um, Half and of it being be... poor security, half of it being right. it's what's required to work. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. And now when when they're hacking guy, you're it's like in the movie, right, where you're flying through yeah. a, a green yes. universe of numbers. Yep. Yeah, there's numbers like just shooting down the sides. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you take a right and yeah. you like shoot something that you'd want gone and they hit a <laughs> yeah. couple keystrokes and then you're in. And you got to wave your hands away from that. That's how you get rid of the virus. You wave it and it disappears. Right. You, know, yeah, you, get, you have those gloves, right? I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah. You guys are all assigned those gloves day one. <laughs> yep. yep. Here's That's your exactly minority report gloves, looks. sir. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. And, and, so and just cool. like all the, 
Yeah, just like all the cybersecurity like college um, yeah. campaigns out there and all the advertisements. Of course, it's you and your boss just staring at the screen and, and figuring things out, <laughs> not running around with your uh, with your hair hey, on fire and, hey, and Mike, trying to put does out. This yeah. look right? I don't think this looks right. <laughs> and he's just I pointing know, at man. the screen, and you're like, "Yeah, that's where it was." Yeah, yeah, that, like, that is that is wrong. Get out of here! Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike's gone, and there you go. Yeah, oh, that's great. So, so <laughs> yeah, got I, to, got computer long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted, yeah, I wanted you to come on, guy, just to you know have have someone else to talk on, bring bring our friends on, and but also it's uh, the whole maker community thing, uh, which doesn't normally include tech stuff, right? But a yeah, lot of the things sure. we want once you start to move into more complicated things, figuring out how to run routers and right. and all types of crazy stuff, but also just the basics yeah. of video creation. You need a good PC to be able to run this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're, um, we're actually trying to get into starting to shoot our videos in 4K, depending. We'll see, uh, we'll see on Black Friday. There's yeah, a certain right. camera I want that's real nice. And, uh, for a while, I, didn't, I, I still don't think it's necessary. But I think it's a good next step to just bring our quality up. On a, right. on a phone, everything looks good. Right, yeah. But when I blow it up on my 4K TV, which actually I hope a lot of people do sit home and watch it on. I mean, it's huh. good on the phone, too, but it's nice to sit back and watch it on the TV. Yeah. I mean, that's how I watch it. it, on TV. it right. Right. But it doesn't hold up, up as well. It still looks good. It's still right. YouTube, and YouTube still condenses and compresses everything anyway. Yeah. But I can tell there's definitely channels that use real nice... I mean, I'm not going to go crazy get, like, a red camera that's $20,000 because that's, yeah, right. that's not necessarily for YouTube content. But just to get a a nicer DSLR, a bit more cap- video capable right, is a good thing. But um, right. so Guy encouraged me to do the PC. He helped me make the PC. I think – how much did we spend, Guy, for, uh, like, an editing? Um, I want to say um – all in, probably around fifteen. I mean, that's monitor and, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, uh, keyboard, it might have been mouse, less. I think it, I think it would have been. It, it might have. I built a lot. I could have definitely given you the wrong quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've built yeah. one for basically every family member, every friend I know. Um, yeah, yeah. You even helped me. Like, is that back in two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve? Came over and helped me like put in a new hard drive into a PC that I had at the time. I, like, I did. Hey, I didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah back when Devin lived with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, nice. There you <laughs> I go. said that to Devin too. He, was <laughs> like, he did? I was like, yeah. Back when we, we lived with me, we were on Beaumont down the city. And yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, How many beers friend. did you reward me with? That's kind of coming to play as to why I don't remember it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you remember I gave you that 30 pack and you, you drank it all that one day? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that no, I do up. not. I do not remember that. It adds up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that, so we got it. Got it going. And got the PC up and running. And now I'm upgrading. I just, again, guy encouraged me to wait. I wanted a new graphics card, and I, I didn't want to wait. But the new, uh, there's uh, a 30 series on these in- NVIDIA graphics cards that are right. mm-hmm. a big yeah, jump. Yeah, the RTXs. Right, are a big jump. Yeah. So I actually got one of those from Micro Center, went down and drove and got one. Because you couldn't find it anywhere online. Yeah, because you were saying it came out. It was like you got it the day it came out. It came out, but it's the one of those things where it sells out in minutes, or right. you can't even even if you want to buy it, everything's frozen up. Yeah, right. Every, I don't even think um, you could pre-order it. Like you, we, you tried to pre-order it. I tried afterwards, but it's, it was just gone. Yeah, no, you could yeah, not. Well. So yeah, everywhere was immediately sold out. But then I went down to Micro Center and they had like fifteen. 
<laughs> people don't nice. want to walk places right. anymore. So, so I went in and they're like, here you go. Here's a ticket. Get in line. And they were like, we have this one. I was and, like, and, right. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. And when you say a huge jump, I mean, you can't stress it enough just how large of a leap it was um, mm-hmm. from the, the 20 series to the 30 series in terms of generation. I mean, anyone, you know, that, that's listening and kind of has understanding of tech, um, you know, you, you got your clock speed, you got your cue cores that kind of give you a little bit of a gauge on how powerful the card was. Um, I think the 20, uh, well, no, you had the, you had the what, 1060 before that? I had a 1060, so it was like two generations back from the generation now or right. before the third. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it was like maybe five, five or six times the amount of cuticles, cores, which is normally not the case. It's like maybe 20, 25% per, you know, generational jump. But, right. you know, to skip two generations to go to the 30s instead of the 20s and get that amount of performance for the same price you would have paid for something in the 20 series is, right. is crazy. And that's, right. But that's the thing, if you can get it, because people buy them up for all types of different things. A while oh, yeah, ago, wasn't yeah. when they buy it up for some type of Bitcoin farming thing? Yeah, yeah, they were doing bit mining. Um, I think everyone everyone gauged that if you were to um, you know dollars of donuts, a CPU, the power that it can output compared to a GPU and the power that it can output, GPU will just um, put out more efficient power for the uh, the you know for the price point that you pay for. It. You just get more bang for your buck. So the GPU prices just went up the roof. Um, same thing with SSDs, I believe. I think they were mm-hmm. kind of tied to that. Uh, maybe not is, so much the Bitcoin, GPU? but definitely GP, tied to... The GPU is your graphics card. Ah, okay. Yes, yeah, graphic card. Yeah, uh, your graphics CPU is your main unit. processor. Gotcha. Your, okay. uh, you know, i7, i5, right, the main, right. main brain, I guess. But if you're rendering anything or running a lot of things or especially card. doing... Um, Gaming, which is nice to have, yeah, where right. I can I can play games, <laughs> but it's it's you can really work with uh, 4K video editing. Right. I didn't want oh, yeah. it to I didn't want it to slow down much. So yeah, right. Anyway, so yeah, got that going, which it, it's it's uh, we're excited. I got a new monitor, 4K monitor. Yeah. <laughs> now we just need the camera, <laughs> but that's coming along. Right. Um. So actually, we we did the uh, the video we're editing now, which is we're shooting the course. We had uh, I asked Guy to come along to help do the drone footage. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing a uh, <clears throat> we're uh, our friend Sean Porter from Crafting a Life I Want, which has been on the channel before, and he's been on live streams and stuff with us. Um, he and I have shot. Uh, we we shoot this bow course often. It's a course that's local uh, to us here in Baltimore, and it's a free course. So we we go. I mean, we've, we've, he and I have shot it together probably easily over a hundred times, if not more. And so Devin suggested not too, too long ago that we shoot the course and like film it, you know, let's, let's hang out. We'll shoot the course, film it. It's funny because Sean is very competitive. I'm, you know, I'm competitive when it's like with my brothers, like we'll all get together and we want to try to do something, you know, it's always some type of competition, but it's more just for fun. It's a game. Right. Uh, but, but Sean's super competitive. So whenever we go, you know, we always, we have our rules, you know, we have things that we try to follow, which makes us both better. You know, the, the point is to get better at shooting. So Devin suggested that we do uh, shoot a video of the course, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So that's what we did. And yeah, and guy came along and, and uh, helped out with some yeah drone footage and, I guess it's just kind of a little bit of everything. It was nice to have some extra people there because we wanted to have cameras. Devin was doing handheld, and then my dad was setting up a camera on the target so we could get you know shots of the where they're hitting the target, close ups and things. And then we wanted some drone footage as well, just to get some extra angles and fun stuff. You know, being out in the woods and shooting. So 
was a fun day. Yeah, it's yes. always fun to drive a drum or fly a drum around. So, yeah. yeah. How was how was your art of craftsmanship experience, guy? <laughs> it was it was good. Um, I I wish uh, I wish uh, coffee would have been provided, but uh, the donuts <laughs> were a nice touch. I appreciate those. Oh, yeah. No, I kid, it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> There's no no craft service this evening. No catering. Guy has been actually. Oh, damn it. He was he was a, a guest star in one of our videos, our uh, yeah. apocalypse video. Guy, you'll oh, you'll right. see him if you've if you've seen the apocalypse <laughs> night video. One of the zombies was Guy, as well as one of the zombies was Sean. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I believe I believe my role was Zombie Four. I think that's what I was. <laughs> zombie Four. Did you have the pitchfork or the axe? I um, I think I think I had the pitchfork. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're the farmer I think so. zombie. Yeah, Farmer Zombie Four. Oh, you had you had the starring role. You got yeah. killed. Oh, Dude, I'm Zombie One. That's right. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you're yeah. Zombie One. The ah, spirit. Got it. <laughs> yeah, fell back into the pile of leaves. That was perfect. It was pretty good. <laughs> you sold it completely. I was. I was yeah, luckily there wasn't a stump in those leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go for it. Ah. Yeah, here we go. Trust ball. There's the, that pitchfork that I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's in an, another one too, Dust. You know which one? Uh, another video. Another video. Uh, oh, I, I know that. I know that your wife, Abigail, did our music for uh, for the um, apocalypse for the zombie video, video as well. So yeah. you guys, yeah, a whole, a whole yeah, yeah, family were part of that. Another. Oh yeah, contributions all around. <laughs> um, I, I think I know it. Remember, was it like? Did we go somewhere was, or whatever? Uh, yes, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, where did we go? I'm trying to think, like, what, what other videos we did that were away from the house. It was, I, I believe, it was nighttime. If that's uh, too much of a hint. Ah, yes, that's Damn right. It. Damn okay. it. Got too it. much. That was, that was a good clue. Too much. Yeah. yeah the uh, yeah the bushcraft axe mm-hmm. video. Yeah. Yeah. The bushcraft axe, and then it was my birthday. It was right around January, and went up to my parents' right. house and had a bunch of friends over for the party. And guy was there, <laughs> throwing throwing axes. And we got tons of criticism oh, yeah. for that. Everyone's like, "Why would you all throw at the same time? You're gonna chip up your." What axes. are you doing? Uh, like we only had five beers. Lay off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I do get that. That's like the best comment on that one. It's always like beers and axes. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Beers Once a month, we yeah. get that comment. Yep. We're like, heck hey. yeah, I agree. That's it's all right if you drink and throw axes to the Renaissance, but you do it in the backyard, it's bad. Also, Renaissance. <laughs> I, school, isn't, that's like that's the right. whole premise of the of like the the uh, axe throwing leagues. You got beer there, yeah. they got, right? They have yeah. old bars where you do that. Right. We we started that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, so. We yeah that was fun. We were shooting that. That's going to be coming out hopefully sometime this weekend. Devin's working on that, so it'll come out when it's ready, uh, and we'll we'll have that out ready for you. We we did the intro for that, did all the video, and shot that the last Friday, I think, or maybe a week and a half ago or so, something like that. Yeah, but, but uh, so, yeah, that'll be coming out. It'll be fun. Hopefully, that'll come out guy. Sunday. Yep. So in a, in a few days, once after yep. this comes out, we'll be we'll be sending mm-hmm. your uh, your check, guy, in the mail. Expect to find that at your old house down in Baltimore. Damn it. (laughs) Speaking of that, guy just moved to a new house up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, up in the country. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Right around my truck, all proud. Like like I I, like I release something back into the wall where it belongs. (laughs) (laughs) Drive up and pull into your house. You're like, yes. Yeah. This is where a truck belongs. Drove on before. I'm like, oh man. It doesn't feel as good in, in the uh, suburb slash city Ford F one fifty. It doesn't feel 
as good. No, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got to yeah. release it. Jacked up wild. big motors and yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like an idiot in the city. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so, but, um, so guy redid a, redid your old, you bought a house, but really with not knowing much about, you knew you kind of wanted to flip it or a, yeah. you, you, you weren't, that wasn't where you wanted to live. And when guy, I call it Harris time. It's always, whether it's an estimate of how long he's going to, hey, I'll be there in 20 minutes. It's an hour drive. You're not going to be here in 20 yeah. minutes. Or or it's, I'm going to buy this house and we'll be out of here in like under a year for sure. Maybe seven Harris months. Time. Maybe yeah, seven I'll months. I, I think we can get done seven months. And now what are we, it's four years later. Hey, come on. It's two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Yeah. Okay. But that's guy time, remember. So it's four years later. Right. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That, that's Do a the conversion. The There's same. a calculator somewhere. It's like harristime.com. It's a little calculator you plug in. and You add it, and then it just adds on another uh, yeah. half 80%. portion. Yeah, right. Half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's rough. Let's just crank it up 100%, and there you go. That's more accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So why, why did you want to go in and, and try to do the house thing? Um, and I guess that's oh, man. even though we can, we could talk yeah. about your, yeah. your, your, uh, your tries to make a bow. We can talk about that later. <laughs> oh but, my God. But why do you, yeah. Why do you, um, why do you want to do that? And yeah, go ahead. Um, shit. Uh, I mean, I'll try to shorten it down. It can definitely be a long story. Um, I mean, it was like a few years ago, um, probably had one of the most, uh, probably one of the better vacations we had. And, you know, you kind of sit back a little bit when you're on vacation and you're, you're away from all the hustle bustle and work. And, you know, it kind of makes you appreciate the, the time you have to yourself and you feel like you're actually in control for a little bit. So and that's kind of what my turning point began. And I wanted to get out of the rat race. Um, so I started looking into investing, um, started kind of narrowing it down to what type of investing I wanted to do. I chose real estate. Um, and then from real estate, I mean, there's several strategies that are out there. Um, you know, there's, there's, renting um even when it comes to renting there's long-term renting um there's there's burr strategy um you know b r r r r i think it's four r's yeah where's that's where you buy a house yeah you buy a house um you rehab it you rent it refinance it and you repeat the process um i think it was made famous by someone on the bigger bigger pockets podcast um there's um they're flipping real estate um so there's always short term long term um you know flip it get out in a few months you know pay your right. capital gains and, and go on your way get the next property um there's buying and holding where you pick up a property you hold it for you know five years you're you know definitely assuming that it's going to appreciate over time you're just looking for you know big moves later in your game building up your portfolio we decided <laughs> sorry after I you know kind of blurted all that out we decided that we would do. <laughs> Um, a pretty cool strategy called house hacking. Um, it's essentially for newer, you know, type of owners, newer type of investors. Um, it's primarily used, I would say, with when it comes to multifamily investing. Usually, um, you figured you buy a four-unit uh, home, you live in one, you rent the other three, you have no mortgage, and you're bringing in income, you're cash flowing. Right. Um, we did a similar scenario, but we decided to just live in the you know single-family flip kind of have that be our mortgage we're not renting we're living inside of it at least we're paying down a mortgage and we'll flip it over time um right. i mean and this this decision was made just after reading stuff trying to get motivated through you know reading books you know watching youtube videos listening to podcasts and this is with me having absolutely i wouldn't say absolutely zero but pretty pretty much close to no idea what i was doing um i didn't hire contractors i didn't 
bring people in. This right. is me like looking at a wall and saying, can I put a sledgehammer to that or am I going to rip this whole building down? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the building. Yeah. <laughs> it's low bearing now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and that's but you also got the old you got pops who knows a good little bit and who's yeah a no absolutely and, and, and you buy guys been doing labor and stuff so you have a basic idea and that's what YouTube's for right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no it, yeah <laughs> YouTube and, just, and as you said is having a, a you know a pops I mean whose father doesn't you know know his you know know his way around a hammer and a screwdriver and, and screw right, guns exactly. right yeah yeah there's a um there's a there's a great wisdom there hopefully. Some people, I guess, don't yeah. have any at all. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, so you go into it, and it's taken a lot longer, but as we we talked all the time, and I would come over and help a little bit, but it was just, it's a great learning experience. Mm-hmm. You obviously yeah. start with a cheaper house in a, in a um, not as expensive area, but still a full-size house, and you learn as you go, which I think is a great thing to just get started and do it. We can't all wait. No one's going to have $300,000 to invest in something when their first one and just hit it and boom and flip it. You got to kind of live in it and learn and it's going to be slow and it's going to be dirty and Mm -hmm. you got to move rooms and and ask for help from friends and family. But what 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 a great experience. So now you've moved up to PA to your, a house you guys like it's in a nicer area you got a great piece of land i uh i helped them move or the initial move and i was up there and i i they have a trampoline in the back it was so nice i just laid on the trampoline and there's like a field across the way and just yeah. almost took a nap waiting for them to get there but it's really nice you go from like a, a trashier area a lot of yelling yeah, suburbs drugs and and uh you know yeah. There's a lot of let's yeah. just say there's a lot of arguments around outside your house. You know you're in kind yeah. of a crazy. They don't area. take when place inside their own homes. Yes, it's outside. <laughs> That's when you know you're in a good area. When yeah, all the arguments somehow spill out onto the street, and the whole neighborhood yeah. has to listen to it. <laughs> oh yeah, you know where everyone's business. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, now you can take a breath. I mean, I, Dustin and I both live in the county now. Yeah, outside the city, and it's just you get an. A, Every time you come out, you come home. It's just the air, the fresh air, the silence. It's so much yeah. nicer. It's so good for your mental health to get to get out of the out of dust. Sorry, coughed and kicked the desk at the same time. But it, it's, until that happens, it's very calm. Perfect point. And perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, until Dustin summons his chi out of nowhere. <laughs> my uh a buddy of mine uh jim who i sail with on on tuesday nights uh we're done for the season but he came over uh on tuesday night a couple nights ago and we were fixing uh the slats for his companion way so on a sailboat you have instead of a door going from the outside of the boat to the inside of the boat you usually have it's usually about a half maybe half tall three feet or so and you have some vertical slat or uh, horizontal slats that get stacked up to block off the the um the the entryway into your cabin and then a sliding door on top that's what covers it up so his mm-hmm. top slat was broken, and he came out, and I was helping him fix it. We were doing some woodwork and stuff, which I posted on Instagram. So if you guys follow me there, at The Art of Craftsmanship, uh, you'll have seen that. But um, <clears throat> the reason why I bring it up is because he was talking – he lives downtown in Baltimore City and was talking about how uh, he he's, – he's single. Um, he's been in some longer, longer-term relationships, but he really thrives on being around people 
and being able to go out and like talk to new people. He's, he's a part-time bartender. He does, works in illustrate, um, in, um, uh, illustration, grab, grab, no, uh, uh, he's a, in houses. Um, what's the word? Architect? No, it doesn't matter. Uh, it'll come to me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's, uh, um, but, but he, uh, he was saying how like he couldn't imagine, not couldn't imagine, but he had he would be tr- it would be troubling for him, harder for him to live out in the country because you really gotta like the people that you're with, right? Yeah. Because he's such a he's an extrovert. He really likes people. He likes to go. He's like I said, bartender. Uh-huh. He likes to, uh, you know, go out and go to bars and talk to people and be, you know build these relationships with like lots of people. So I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, I have a very wonderful relationship with my wife and my daughter and we have enough, you know, a few fa- you know, friends nearby. Yeah. And that's kind of, I'm happy with that, but there's definitely that type of feeling, right? We can kind of get away, you, you know, there, we are all our family and I know you as well, guy, we all love to hang out and get together and like party and have yeah. fun, but there's really nice thing about being able to get out and just kind of breathe and relax and, you know, open up a beer, sit out by the fire right. and it's right. just calm and quiet right. and peaceful yeah. and, and it's, not feel um, rushed, just you know, yeah. being around just busy life all the time. Yeah, right. It's and that's definitely. I mean, but, it's different when you're single. We're all married now and and having kids and stuff. Oh yeah, it's, it's so it's. I I lived in Baltimore City, a couple different spots, and I loved it. You right. want to be able yeah. to be close to it and uh, be able to have your fun. But yeah, once once you're married and settled down a little bit, it's like, yeah. right, let's go find somewhere out, and then you can have your friends over. You bring them, and then you can do yeah. whatever you want. Be hillbillies, right. drink, throw axes, shoot guns, <laughs> and no one's gonna bother you. Right, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, some guy was popping off his guns. Probably not not an hour ago. I heard him. <laughs> You're like, that's what you do oh, out that's here. Good to be home. <laughs> <laughs> that that field next to you, guy. Have you seen any? I guess the corn's still growing in it. You haven't seen any? Oh no, um, there, have you? No, he. Uh, so he chopped it all down. Okay. So you can actually, from my porch, um, so kind of how we, we sit a, a little above um, kind of like this corn uh, cornfield um, line. You, you usually can't see behind it. You can just kind of see the tippy top of it. Uh, but now from my porch, you can see clear past it, and it goes back through the woods. Um, I'm pretty sure there's some hunters back there. Because if I look on the map, there's right. nothing behind me. No roads, you know, nothing like that. And you can just hear, you know, shots popping off every once in a while. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's probably the, the backside of someone else's but, property where they have, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I think some farmer good. owns like yeah, owns like a hundred and some acres. Like some's wooded and, and stuff like that. But no, it's That's it's so actually nice. it's kind of cool now how you can you can see like clear past it. Right yeah. once the once the crop gets harvested, you can you get your view back. It's nice, yeah. man. I I love that's. I think if if I can't if I can't find just something out and then surrounded by nothing, I want it to back up to a cornfield. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's such, an, it's such a nice thing. You know, nothing's getting built there, at least as long as the farm lasts. That's just a great, just to be next to a farm. Great. You know, you have this big open view and for kids, eventually, I think it's awesome. I always loved just running into a cornfield, kind of getting lost. So it's so much mm. fun to have that adventure right, right on the edge of your, right. uh, your property. Just looking okay. up uh, while we were talking, um, I I know that let's see November twenty eighth deer season. I would I don't think people can hunt in your area right now. I mean actually I don't know about uh-huh. PA, but I think hunting I know at least in Maryland uh, that hunting season 
is currently there is currently a season. It's I know it's bow and uh, and black powder. So unless it was black powder, which could have been black powder, but um, I know this because a, a buddy of mine just recently uh, got a deer with a crossbow, his first one ever. So nice. But I was looking. I was, yeah, I was, I was like, oh well. I just, I was I, when I talked to him, I assumed that he had he was you know using a shotgun. He has a um, a twelve gauge, but. He said he wasn't. He was using a crossbow, which I was like, oh, "That's nice." I, as a, as a, uh, as an, a hobbyist archer and bow maker, uh, there's something like primal and um, personal about hunting with a longbow as opposed to a crossbow. A crossbow to me seems more like a gun, right? You kind of he puts a sight on it, mm-hmm. but it right, is man. quiet, which is nice. You know, you get the quiet. There's not the whole, you know, the loud bang and all to d- disrupt nature. But I, I forget who said it. They said it, a crossbow is just a shitty gun. <laughs> so you pick one or the other. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's right there's an amount of skill that it takes to use a bow, yeah. you know, a long bow or a compound bow or whatever. You know, you have to be able to, like, learn I how think to aim. And that might be Joe also. Rogan, but he also, I mean, he, he practices his his hunting with bows but he, he's got a super one of those fancy super compounds right and they've got mm-hmm. sights and they're dialed in right exactly it's just a slightly less shitty bow i guess but those things are so powerful anytime we go to uh, i've shot with you guy where we go and shoot um certain places down uh by gunpowder um a park in, in baltimore county and there'd be people with compounds it just seems like they're using Something with light speed, like it's right. so powerful, yeah. the poundage and the way they hit things from yeah. super far away. Just like, oh, is that even a bow? Right. What is yeah. it? It's like sounds like a gunshot. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, exactly. You said they got sights. You know, you can think about different distances. You just dial them in, and then you just line up yeah, the exactly. line and shoot. I mean, uh, there's, I guess, there's a, an element of that as well. As the, the more you shoot a longbow, you have to kind of you're looking down the arrow, yeah. you're aiming. But there's a little bit, but it's. It's but an, it's all the power of the bow and your arm strength, and and it's yeah. the it's the whole instinctual shooting. But instinctual does there's a way to instinctual is also some type of aim. Yeah, and and right. a lot of the best uh, instinctual shooters in history, they had some type of yeah the tip of the arrow. I know I put this here, and then I exactly. I know exactly they'd have something where once they missed, if they missed, they had they knew what to dial in. Right. Yeah, yeah. It bring it up, bring it up an inch above the tip right. or below or whatever. Yeah. yeah, make your make your adjustments on the fly. Yeah, um, you have a a story right about guy making a bow. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess guy can tell. <laughs> when we were all making our bows, <laughs> we we did this um, hickory bow class, which actually we're recording as we speak. That too, that was our. We did some. I just got the staves today. Yeah, from uh, uh, Ranger Kirk. Yep. He he and the department donated these hickory staves to us because we were thinking we want to do a simplified quote unquote long bow style self right. bow flat bow. Yep. That that people could actually really follow, like a beginner could follow along. Like you don't necessarily want a beginner bow maker to start with Osage. Right. Yeah. It's a real hassle. Um but hickory is like it lends itself to be very simple. You know, you just pull the bark off of the tree. There's the back of your bow. Then you just shape it and do your tailoring. Right. So it's very easy. You know, and and hickory is very forgiving. You don't have to follow the grain so much like you do with Osage. You don't have to worry about uh, you know heat bending. You can really just use what you have there and 
put it to work and it can work really well for you for a long time. And, and so. I think the style we're working on now is the uh, Native American flat bow. Right. right? Yeah. Yep. So that that's that's exciting. So he they donated those two to us, which is really nice because mm-hmm. either that or you go harvest it and wait. I mean, Dustin, there's a bunch of Osage staves, but we wanted to do the hickory. Yeah. And try that. So, Guy, you did a you did some type of board bow backed with something, right? Cause you yeah, so yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> we go into <laughs> where we even start. We we have this. <laughs> so we did the we did the class, and and I told Guy about it later, and of course he's like, "Oh, that's cool. I want to get into it and yeah. start watching stuff." But it's that class was forty bucks. They gave you the stave, and he taught you how to do it, and had tools yeah. and and a bunch of saw horse, um, oh, what do you draw, call, horses. draw horses yeah. and all, yeah. all the stuff. And then guy's like, well, I'm going to figure out how to do it. And didn't he go into We're all the boys at heart? You know? We're like, oh, bow. I want to make a bow. That's he, awesome. he, uh, I won't say if it was illegal yeah. or not, but he, he had harvest. He tried to harvest some wood, but you had no idea. You just picked a tree and oh, went yeah. at it, didn't I had, you? I couldn't tell you what. Yeah, no, it definitely was not legal. Uh, I kind of feel bad now because I don't think that tree was going to be coming down anytime soon on its own. <laughs> but I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Just, you know, idiot in the forest with an axe where I shouldn't have been with an axe. <laughs> um, and that, and and the sad thing is we just ended up using that for firewood like three seasons later. Because I was looking at the bark and I was like, look, I don't have the single tool to pull this crap off. I don't know how to split it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just basically took action. <laughs> there you go. See? Yes. There you go. You're like, yeah. okay, I got the wheels for a car. Now, how do I build yeah. a car? I'm like, ah, shit. I don't know how to build a car. Um, but no, yeah, so I, I ended up basically running around um I'm, I'm pretty sure i was followed by dnr i don't know maybe i was just being paranoid because where i saw like a, a moose driving a green truck follow me or something um no so so yeah <laughs> so my my attempt at a bow uh i tried to do something I, I might butcher the word i think it's called a mulgabet bow that's what i tried to design um so i did it it's called yeah a, a mulgabet it's like a it's like a bow that has uh, the the front side's kind of flat. It tapers in at the handle and then tapers out on the ends of the limbs. Okay. Um, and it's something that's supposed to be able to be done with you know lumber that you can get somewhere. You don't necessarily need a staff. I, it's right. it's like if you were to you know give a blueprint to a construction worker and say, hey, build a bow. So I used every like modern construction tool I can imagine: circular saws, you know, <laughs> saw saws, anything I can mm. do, a Dremel, you know, when there's oscillating tools. Yeah. I basically built a bow with those instead of like your traditional tools. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it here, guy. I do remember that now. That looks yeah, that's that's all M O sign M O L L E G A B E T. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So that's the design I was shooting for. I saw some dude did on YouTube, and I was like, yeah, this looks easy. I can do that. Um, it kind of looks like a, and I, I would yeah. say. It's like uh, inspired by, uh, I was going to say, it kind of looks inspired by um, uh, what would be like horse archers or something, like a smaller bow that has all the all the bend in the limbs, the thick limbs, and then the ends are just, you know, relatively rigid. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I like don't think a, it was uh, very big. It was, yeah. Maybe like yeah, no. 40, 48 inches, not even that. Maybe fifty oh, yeah, something. That's cool. Yeah, like tiny bow. Um, but yeah, so I, I I would say I was doing generally well. Um, I reinforced the hell out of the front um, with this this fiberglass material. Um, I used this pretty <laughs> pretty flexible yet strong um, um, bonding adhesive to it that bonds really well between fiberglass and wood. And you know, I was trying to do all my research to make sure the front would you know you know, basically take the stress of pulling on it. If I'm not exactly, 
you know, drawing it off and sticking with the grain and making sure, you know, I'm doing it the proper way. Um, And it was all going well. And I was at the point where I was finally, I don't know what it's called, but it's when you're, you're trying to gauge the weight and and shave a little bit off the limbs. So you're taking off a little bit, you're stretching it. Yeah. Yeah. Tillering. You're pulling it and you're like, okay, it's feeling a little better. I think (laughs) I had it down to like, like 75 pounds. It was still a lot. And, and, yeah, until I discovered that one of my uh, cousins came over and decided that he wants to, you know, help me out. And I don't know, maybe it was just being generous. But he definitely pulled it the opposite way of what you're supposed to pull it. And it split hard. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I have it up on the porch. And, like, I walk out there and there's this huge crack just running down the top side of the limbs. And I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> what did yeah. you do? Oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but. Pulled that it was the that was uh, way. <laughs> yep, yep. So the fiberglass is back uh, in the front. He definitely flipped it around and was yanking on it. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, he stopped. Oh. Yeah. oh man, that's that's a. I pr- it, it was probably not going to hold up too well anyway. I don't know. Well, I see. I'll never know now. Now it's just like yep, my my, my unsolved yeah. mystery. Well, guy, we have yeah. a hickory bow video for you coming out. <laughs> yeah. You can follow it. There you go. Actually, and we do have an extra. We do have an extra stave. So maybe. Yeah. You can come Ooh, and, and learn yeah. from uh, learn from Dustin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like ways. we all have we all <laughs> yeah. we all have one. So I think I think maybe you need it's it's your time. I agree. Yep. Nice. Yeah. It was, as I was saying, both both of these staves are they're they're a little like curvy and a little wonky. That but they're both decent staves. They'll both make good bows, but they're a little funky. So go. it'll make it'll make it that much better once it's once it's done and shooting and. I have uh, I had bows explode on me before. I had one uh, one that I made that I just kept on, you know, kept working and had it down to the end and had recurved tips and everything and just exploded in my hands. It's funny the only <sighs> the only other other story I have or my our buddy Sean who uh, and he told I think the story on our podcast earlier was about how he had put together a uh, <clears throat> a. a um, a cedar bow, red cedar, and then backed it with, you know, sinew and the right glue and everything. And so, the, like I said, the only other story I have of somebody else like making a bow and backing it with really good material, taking all this, and his bow exploded as well. He's pulling it; he was ready to go, drawing it, and just broke oh, his hands man. and hit him in his face. <laughs> it's it's almost like you uh, do. I don't even get the I mean, story of saying it, like it exploded on me. <laughs> yeah, at least you can blame it on somebody else, right? It would have been perfect. Would have been a perfect seventy-five pound shooter. Oh, man. Um, it, you have these really complicated design for bows, designs for bows, right? And and you see them in movies. And there's these ancient hunters like uh, like the Mongols and stuff, yeah, horseback, different small bows, but they're really they're complicated. Yeah, horn and he, back, and, right? Yeah, even right. even these. It's hard enough to make just a bow from, <laughs> right, a, from yeah. a hickory stave or Osage. <laughs> right. Just bent like what you think a traditional bow would look like. Right. So the more steps you add in, it's fine if you can do it. But most of us aren't 100 bows in where right. you can just knock those out. We're all, right, starting our next first project. Maybe I'll try this version of the bow. Maybe I'll try this version. So I would just say do the simple version. Don't back it. Don't yeah. bend it. Just get something like hickory that's ready to go once you get that bark off. And uh, yeah. if you can find a stave, uh, there's a bunch on eBay, but people want a good bit for them. Yes. Yeah. You got to harvest them and let them dry. And it's, yeah. Right. We, we, yeah. We, I reached out to uh, 
to Kirk, who's a ranger for Baltimore County Parks and Rec, who works at Cromwell Valley Park now. When we took it, he was actually working at Oregon Ridge, which is where we go to shoot the course. But um, but yeah, I just reached out to him and I was and and I've kind of I've kept in touch with him over the years. We I go each year. There's a, a primitive technologies weekend where there's a bow shoot, and I always go and I see him then I see him there each year and say hi to him and stuff. So I just reached out and let him know that we had a channel and we had done a bow a bow video of Osage and we wanted to do a, a hickory and uh wanted to see if he had some additional staves because what he would do is he would he would go into the park and take down a hickory uh, a tree that was the right size and he always he also talked a little bit about when when we were in the class he talked about picking the right tree so you know you want to find something that um you know has characteristics that you want in a bow but also you're being mindful of the the ecology the area right you're going to take this tree down because you know if you take this one tree down then it's going to open up the area around the other trees and let some other trees have more life and more light come in and things like that so and this was all because he had a story of some guy who just snuck into a park and just started (laughs) chopping down trees and he tried to follow him but he snuck out like a thief in the night i don't know never found me or was he so angry (laughs) (laughs) there's this one guy (laughs) i never did get him he's my uh (laughs) the white whale (laughs) but yeah i reached out to kirk and and uh yeah just sent him an email and he was you know asked him if they had any more if he had any more staves and i didn't know if i i knew that at the time he was pulling wood from the parks to be able to teach these classes um but i thought maybe you know i didn't know if he was still doing it but he did yeah he reached back out he's like i've got some wood and you know we're willing to donate it to you guys and yeah pass along that information so that's the thing right you you take these local classes because you meet the people who have done it for a long time and have extra because he's constantly harvesting constantly has staves and things like that because he's always looking out for a good tree that maybe i'll take that down but i could also use that for for staves i guess right. a park ranger if you know one is the perfect guy to have. <laughs> a park ranger who's interested in making bows yeah might yeah. be a, a a small market there but if you can find one <laughs> that's your guy <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was it's fun and you know and i know that we i was really into it um and it's just one of those things, you know, making a bow. It's like we did that growing up as kids. Mm. It was like always go out in the woods and cut down a, a branch, you know, cut something down and put a string Try on it, it a ba- yeah. bale, like bale twine from the barn, and, and then we'd all shoot arrows and stuff and see so you could shoot the further. So it's, it's fun to be able to do that. My wife, um, who obviously knows I'm a maker and I love making things and doing things. She sent us the, uh, it was a brochure from Morgan Ridge and it was, the picture was on it. It was like bow making class, you know, five nights in January. And she took a picture of it and sent to me when I was at work one day and was like, Hey, look at this. And I was like super interested instantly. I just texted all my, all of my brothers and, and, uh, we all took the class together. It was fun. But I think that's, you know, doing something like that, like a bow or a knife or, you know, ax stuff. There's, there's something, primal that I think is just in our in, in inside of us as as men and as humans in general that there's something to like making those things that are those initial tools that then yeah. can support you in life you know if you need to hunt or if you need to cut something or do something there's just those there's a reason why those are the tools that we've used and that are still around forever you know even now because something that's just like pers- part of what we are we can't get away from it. right <laughs> yeah man we're all builders we're all builders of something yeah builders absolutely. of business builders of infrastructure builds of empire builds of bows mm-hmm. yeah and, yes, and continue the um 
the tech thing. I'm I'm trying to. You know, you're always thinking, how much is tech a positive or negative? Is it holding you back from being creative, or can it help? Obviously, if you're doing videos, you need it. You need something to edit. You need a good machine. Yeah. Um, and and all the cameras and stuff is are getting so much better and so much cheaper to get a, a quality product. But when does it turn to where it's? I guess it's like a tool, right? Your tech is a tool, and you can either it can be positive or negative depending on you. It's what's the saying? It's it's you can use it as your slave, or you can be the master of it, right? right. Yeah, or, or become its slave. I think is the, right. the saying. I don't know. How do you feel about Guy? I mean, Guy, we both play video games, and obviously this lets us talk to each other. Guy's at his house, and yep. we're here. It's it's nice, but are you weirded out by it at all, Guy? What do you think? The future of technology and um, where things are going? No. No, definitely not. Um, I mean, the, I, I've definitely kind of always been on the side of, of wanting to advance things. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I got started in IT just because I liked working with technology. Um like to automation and, and building processes and workflows and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it definitely wouldn't be possible if, you know, technology didn't exist, if, you know, someone didn't learn how to, you know, put together computer language and, and have computers in general. Um, but I mean, as Devin said, it's, it's, it's a tool. Um, I mean, whether it's a tool to blow off frustration to play a video game, or if it's a tool to build and automate, you know, a small business you run out of your house or, you know, maybe just a tool to stay in touch with people, um, you know, during the, the Rona times. It's, yeah, uh, right. yeah. yeah, I'm always for it. I mean, people can people can really sink themselves into anything. Um, you could argue that anything can be a bad, you know, bad habit to sink yourself into. Whether it's yeah. you know, you know, all, all I do is get on social media all day. I mean, you, you could say the same thing. You could, you know, be a drug addict, and that's your thing. You sink yourself into. So, I don't know, worst things to to you know sink your time into. Right. Yeah. I think like what what I'm getting out of that is. It's like anything in life, you know, within moderation and within your intention. If you're going into it with the intention to do good with it, then you'll do good with it, right? And then, but there's yeah. always someone who's going to think that next thing is the, is the new bane of our existence. And right. Really, back in the, you know, 40s or whatever it was, whatever you know, new type of car or something, or, you know, then, you know, in the, in the seventies, it was like different, you know, size TVs. And you know, so over the years, it's always something new. The old people are always like, ah, they got that new technology, blah, 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 you know? So yeah, now we got, you know, computers well, I, in our pockets that tell us everything and do everything for us all day long. Right. I, I yeah. And, and I will say that, um, what you said there just kind of brought out some of my security side. I, I will say that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you can definitely let things get out of hand. Some things, technology can certainly make easier to happen to you um, in terms right. of a security standpoint it can be easier to gain access to you know private you know information that could you know someone would have to go through pretty extensive lengths to, to get before right. I mean I think it was uh, Frank Avondale he was the actor uh, not the actor he was the real story um, of the uh, uh, the con man that was in um, what's, what's it called with Leo catch me if you can uh, and he oh, basically right. just yep. He old school before technology was this huge booming thing, and he just manipulated right. systems and worked his way through everything. Now, right, I saw like a, a speech by him not so long ago, and he was he was basically just dumping on social media and the ability to pull this private information so easily. He's like, like look, right. if I know kind of what you what you generally look like, and I know your name, and I have your your birth date, I don't need your social. He's like, I can probably destroy your life. 
It's yeah. It's so yeah, there, there's definitely some nasty things you can do with it. Right. Yeah, and the tricky thing is, right? Tech moves so quick that before we know what we have or what we've done, the genie's already out. Right, mm-hmm. the box is already open. Yeah, right. We've already passed. It's the same thing with social media, where we're getting yep. to a point where it's it's uh, not as beneficial as it is. We're getting a lot of negativity and a lot of separation because of it. Because you started out as hey, a way to connect with friends, and then instead of it's a way to argue with everything, yeah, every, right. and everyone. Yep. Like, and the algorithms <laughs> yeah. of it is just pushing out. It's just pushing out what people want to read, but it's the negative stuff that right. people click on more than the happy stories. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. Um, I was also thinking you're talking about the security guy. Uh, phones, they're all kind of listening, right? We can turn off everything, but they're all Google's all it's aiming its ads towards this and that. And but there's also people are just giving it up for free with Alexa right. and Siri and all that, because that's why do you think Google will sell you an Echo Dot for like 10 bucks? Right, this thing with a speaker and a microphone that can do everything for you—it's because it's yeah, making it's more off of you. The hell out of you. <laughs> yeah, it knows everything. Yeah. It's tell—it's—it's it's making money off of you. And I was, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, once it can do more than, it, right now, it can just do the simple things that we all do easy. Turn a light on, play a song. It's like the easiest things in our lives. No one complains about ever turning a light on. Oh, got to get up again with the lights. <laughs> I'm like, once Turn it can lights on. once it can wake up and cook me breakfast, right, I'm like, all right, yeah. you can have all my whatever. You can <laughs> listen to whatever I talk about. <laughs> right. Yeah. When it's in the kitchen cooking breakfast and doing your dishes and taking the trash out, yep. then I'll give up some of that. But for now, I can pick my phone up and pick my own song. Right. Exactly. And find the weather out. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. It's I think that's one of those things, and I think it's also the reason why there is this resurgence with uh, with making things. You know, blacksmithing is huge now, and and knife making and woodworking, and people are I think people are excited to get back into real things. Yeah, back to basics. Um, because right, because there's so much that's right on the tips of our fingers, and we have this awesome avenue now with YouTube. Right, so now we're like we're in this balancing act. We we want to get back to this basics but i also love youtube because then i can watch a video that gets back to basics you know it's right. like how yeah. do i find this out well, it's because i can just go straight to youtube and find it on my on my cell phone and look it up oh how do i make a you know how do i turn a uh a brass casing for a 22 caliber bullet you know i'll look on right Adam savage's tested page and watch his he just did it you know right. it's like it's all right there but so so yeah there's that balance of what it does for us and what it what it takes away from us, but then what it opens up. So if, obviously there's always, you can look for the good in something and you can find the bad. It's all going to be there. It mm. doesn't matter when you're from, how yep. long you are, you know, back when they, you know, when the first piece of iron was found, they were like, oh, I like this rock. You know, this rock is better. But like, well, this iron is lighter and smaller and it's not going to, you know, well, you know, everyone's got their positives and negatives, but... And then there's always something. And then they made iron swords and slaughtered that that village. <laughs> so good job with your rocks. Yeah, right. Throw those rocks out. Um, yep. So, guy, usually we ask people for like a disaster story. So I don't know if you have a maker or um, or tech disaster story. I mean, now that we're talking about disaster and tech, what, what do you got for us? Um. Yeah, I think we've definitely covered some disasters already. Um, so I'll definitely go back to the one uh, 
my uh, it was my second day in IT. Um, and, and keep in mind, this is someone that's coming from. I don't really have you know a, you know a college ex or not not. I have a little bit of a college experience, but I'm not completely you know taught from college and I do IT. I'm mainly self taught, and a lot of that comes from right. watching stuff burn and understanding why it's burning. Oh, how can I prevent that? Oh, if I would have done this. Um, so my <laughs> second day in my engineering position after being on the help desk for like three years, um, our entire infrastructure was brought down um, by a crippling you know piece of ransomware um it's a thing we spoke about earlier yeah and uh it essentially got hold of one pc in our environment our environment's about four about four thousand forty five hundred you know workstations got hold of one pc uh that pc happened to sign on to one server that had uh admin level privileges it basically yanked those privileges uh impersonated the account started moving laterally in our environment um, basically went over to the next PC and say, okay, what do you have? What's in the next one? Okay, what do you have? Until it found Jeez. an even higher level uh, of admin credentials. It got itself a domain administrator and it just butchered our environment. And the thing about it is uh, it wasn't exactly... So we had a, a few of the PCs that were basically flagging people for, you know, we've locked your drive and give us some money. That right. actually turned out to just be a front. That's not the intention of what hit us. It actually just wanted to destroy. So what it started to do is it started to basically crash systems, pull up that error while we're focused on there. It's moving throughout your entire environment, just burning everything as it's getting its hands on. We had to green greenfield the entire our entire infrastructure. What's um, what's greenfield? What does that mean? You, you basically start from fresh. So an entire infrastructure oh, probably geez. took engineers three to four years to build, to implement, to put the security in front of, to set up proper identity management just burned to the ground and i think it took us about three days to burn down maybe less so if it's if it's not if it's not necessarily for money straight up is it do you think it's some type of competing business or some foreign power why would they do that why would they just destroy it so we'd know why but if i say i might basically pinpoint um what company i work for Uh, but basically we're we're we weren't yeah, it it wasn't for money. Um, it was just to burn stuff, and they had a very clear intention. Um, they just hit the wrong oh. people. Hmm. That's crazy. Yep, and we just yeah, and we just crash and burn because of it. It was crazy. So when, uh, when but yeah, that was my when, second day. <laughs> <laughs> so that had nothing to do with you. That was just no. happened on your second day. Yeah. So, so the like, funny thing is, uh, so. Yeah, so day one, you know, I'm sitting at my desk, I'm learning basic things about Active Directory, how PKI works, which is just certificate services, you know, <laughs> private keys, public keys, just the, the very basics. You're learning your login and password? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Is it G-H-A, how does it work yeah, here? Is it G, G, pa- password one, is that? Oh, okay, All right, I guess that's safe. Yeah, no. Um, popping up, it, say they want 10 Bitcoin, what is that? Is that just a, like a joke? <laughs> so, see, that's the funny point. I was, uh, I was re- um, reformatting my desktop because the the i basically had uh, one desktop i wanted another one so i can have another workstation to work on as a test i'm sitting reformatting that i leave for the night because it's got a few hours to re-image i come back in the morning and my boss is calling me off the hook as i'm on my way in the office he's like dude he's like, what's wrong with your what's wrong with your desktop what's wrong with your desktop he's like did you do anything last night i was like no i just reformatted it i come in and my screen is blue screened and it has uh uh, a generic Windows error, which they thought at the time was the reason it crashed the environment. It wasn't, but it just right. weird circumstance that I hit a Windows blue screen error the same time all these PCs were blowing up with this ransomware. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no, I crashed everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So no, yeah, my I went from 
not knowing much in the second day to helping rebuild our entire environment. And I'm, I'm talking, I, I think I worked probably 14 to 16 hour days straight for the next three weeks, just Jeez. rebuilding. <laughs> yeah. And when we, you know, where it's, it's just all this crap's going on. And, you know, sometimes most of the time I didn't know what was happening. I was just leaning on my peers. Like, how can I help? How can I do this? And yeah, definitely right. not the, not, not anyone. Yeah. No one will want that to be their second day in it. Yeah, that was, right. that was brutal. Or second day. Anyway. Right in. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Well, dude, right so into the water. It seems to be a theme guy. Just you're diving in. And <laughs> I do. Yeah. I want to cut down a tree. Let's go cut down a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the law. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was asked, I was wondering about this earlier and I'm, I'm glad it came back around to it. But so when you talk about like this thing that's in your system, it's moving laterally. Is this, is that, is that a, um, a self-propelled like virus that is looking that's been that's been programmed to look for higher rights is that how that works or is that like someone actively moving through obviously not actively but they're they're like they're working with the system as it goes how does that work i'm, I'm curious yeah so it's 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 all automated these days um it, it's yeah, pretty yeah. rare when if a hacker is going into your system it's because normally he's playing around to see if he can penetrate your your basically right. exterior network wall or your exterior firewall um okay. most these days it's just blasted in these you know phishing campaigns um, or just trying to slam the outside of your network to see if any ports are open. Um, this one was just a script. It was a script that ran mm. off of this. Uh, it it's like a Windows uh, not a feature. I want to describe. It. It's called PS Exec. Basically, it is a part of Windows that allows you to run certain things. Um, that's as right. much as I can. Not dumb it down, but explain it without yeah, right. having to go too much in detail. But right basically. Off, yeah. Yeah, they 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 just um, uh, extorted that process, um, and when I say move laterally, so basically it it instead of moving up because it can't, it jumps sideways to find admin credentials, and once it does, then it can jump up. It can say, okay, I'm on a right. workstation. Oh, I just found somewhat so and so that was working in IT. He was using domain admin on his PC. What a dummy! I'm going to take that, impersonate it. I'm going to log into a domain controller. Ah, now I'm I'm up above and I can see kind of your infrastructure. And now I'm going to start logging to this machine, start deleting this, logging to the server, wipe the server, and it just cleans that's house. Crazy. And that's yep. I mean and I guess that's Jeez. the modern way to do it. It's not one guy going in. I mean he will they'll no. play right and they'll see what they can do. They've mm -hmm. written really. Um, complex code that tries things a thousand yeah. times a second. Yeah, right. So faster than anyone oh, yeah. could ever do it. It's checking everything at once. Right. Typing in a right. all these things, all the trying a thousand different things a thousand different ways a second that no one could do. Right. And yep. then, uh, so this is why I call Guy up to help <laughs> fix my PC and put a graphics card in. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he's our AOC personal uh, help That's desk right. analyst. Yeah, we'll, I'd get you, we'll, we'll get you an AOC uh, uh, employee card here, and you'll get it. We'll get you a fancy title. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, let's do some recommendations. Yeah. Yeah, so uh <clears throat> we always like to recommend rec recommend some uh some stuff at the end whether that's a book or a YouTube channel or an Instagram page something that we're inspired by. Um I'll start off um my uh my recommendation this week is uh a guy named Thomas Rucker. Um and he is uh hold on one second. Let me see. I had him up. Here he comes. 
Thomas Rucker. Are you C K E R? Uh, I had him here. Oh, there we go. So Thomas Rucker knives. Um, he, I really like his knives. He, he focuses on, uh, doing like kind of Bowie knives and traditional kind of native American style type knives. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of like bone handles, a lot of Bowie shapes. Uh, he'll do like leather sheaths that have tassels and, and, uh, beads and things. So definitely a lot of this kind of native American inspiration or like a, a wild west inspiration, but not, not super fantasy, you know? So it's, it's, kind of a mat to me it seems like what would have actually been made mm. so it's got some it has it looks back to history a little bit it uses some of the things like handle you know bone and horn and uh the shapes and and he also he'll age his blades in certain ways so that way they have some like life to him so he's kind of you know putting it putting some story in that but um it does really awesome knives i i really liked his work it it actually uh um years ago when I, when I first saw the movie last of the Mohicans, which is one of my favorite movies of all times because it, you know, follows this, this kind of frontier lifestyle, which I love. Um, I, uh, I automatically associate when I first, first started seeing his knives, I associated the knives in that movie, you know, the, the knives that were made for that movie that were, you know, that kind of frontier style, you know, bone handle and, and, uh, different skinning knives and things like that. So, is really awesome. Got has really you know beautiful work and uh, and you can follow him on Instagram at Thomas Rucker Knives and that's T O M A S R U C K E R Thomas Rucker Knives on Instagram. Nice. I'm um I'm gonna shout out uh, a guy or channel uh, Nomadic Woodsman um, and he's actually a subscriber on our channel nice. and that's how I found him. Uh, but his channel's doing good. He's got some huge videos. Um, he's also came out with a series recently, which I really like. Um, of birch, he's, he made it like a old school birch bark canoe. Oh, right on! Nice. And he did a whole series of that. Um, I've watched a few of them. I haven't finished it, but it's it's really cool. I actually watched the first couple, then of course I jumped to the end to see it. <laughs> so now I'm going to watch the stuff in between. Impatient. I, I had to. I wanted to see it. It was already available. <laughs> but he does uh, foraging for wild edibles, and he has camping videos. Um, I think he's French Canadian. He's got a couple of videos that have he's speaking French. Um, so, but right. no, very cool, good videos. Um, uh, the Nomadic Woodsman. And that's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. That's uh, He's a YouTuber. Cool. Um, Guy, you got a book for us? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely I was talking about my, my real estate journey and kind of getting into it. Um, one of the, uh, I would say the, the number one book that, that kind of, you know, I don't know, gave me like the, the passion or, or kind of ignited my drive to, you know, want to get that freedom that I was looking for. Um, it's a book right. by Re uh, Robert Kiyosaki. It's called um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, fantastic book. I mean, any investor, um, any successful entrepreneur would tell you that's definitely what got them started. Um, it's basically about uh, Robert Kiyosaki growing up as a kid. Um, he has his uh, poor dad, who is his biological father, and he has his rich dad, who is his best friend's dad. His rich dad or his... Uh, his biological father um, basically is a poor dad because he 
throws all his time out there. Um, he works extremely hard, but he doesn't get anything back, you know, return wise. Um, he's a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, he busts, you know, busts his balls every day and he doesn't get much out of it where his uh, rich dad teaches him basically how to make money work from him and not sinking your time into something that doesn't exactly pay off. Um, so yeah, fantastic book. Definitely it, it sets fire to any investor's uh, kind of uh, journey. His, his poor dad. He's like, hey, I want to become a teacher. And, that and my son just <laughs> shit all over me with this book. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, what, it's, what it's great because towards the end, yeah. Yeah, t- towards the end, I think Robert actually starts to lean to teach, and he teaches people how to be investors. Ah, okay. so, so at the very end, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I did get something from you know both dads, but <laughs> that no, it's a, it's a great man. Book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, he I've made heard of that me, book. and that's it. Uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for that. I, I heard about. It. I've heard of that book, and I uh, hear good things. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. That kind of right. got me started and, and got the whole thing rolling. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, like I like that, that that you told the story that it was like you were on vacation and you're like I'm on vacation. I've already paid for it, everything. I can just mm-hmm. relax and enjoy my time here. Yeah. You know, story. And that is what inspired you to like, what can I do to to feel this more often? Right. And right. Like, yeah. More, I just want my time back. You know. Yeah. Especially yeah, when you, you bust your butt and then you get like a one week and a whole year and you're like, yeah. man, if I just had a little bit of this. Your whole uh, attitude changes. So you just jump oh, yeah. in. You go, you go into the forest and you chop down a tree. Get started. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, Just don't exactly. get caught. Don't don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guy, thank you so much, man. It's been fun. We Never. appreciate it. It's like Devin said earlier. You know, we just it's. I think it's fun to to bring people on. We just like to chat with whether we have a specific goal, but you know, it's every everyone has their thing that they do that we really appreciate and we love getting into projects and talk about stuff. We, you know, our cousin last week, which is all about medieval uh, <clears throat> or early medieval history. And then now with like it, and I'm just sitting here just hanging back. Cause I know nothing much about that. You know, it's funny because <laughs> I'm the person that most people actually go to where I work at the school when they're like, have a problem with some technology, they'll be like, call me because I have, like magic fingers, I'll walk in and it'll just work, but not normally because I know what I'm doing, but usually because I just, or I know I have common sense when it comes to that. I'm like, well, let's try this. Let's try this. Just remember the age old rule. Yeah. 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 Did you turn it off and turn it back on again? (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. (laughs) First things first. (laughs) What can we restart? (laughs) Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been fun. We appreciate having you on guy Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we'll, we'll have you on again and I'm sure you'll make more appearances on the channel. Uh, we want to thank everyone who's listening. This has been fun. We're on, I think, what, episode 18 now? We're getting there. Man, we're moving along. It's yeah. been crazy. Dang. Um, and uh, and also thanks to uh, everyone who's who pushed us out there to start this Brian House over at the uh, Housework Channel and uh, Work for a Podcast. He, he knew that we would have fun doing this. And then also Craig Lockwood from the Makery Network. Uh, he reached out to us to, to join on. It's been awesome. We really appreciate uh, the opportunity and all the other podcasts and uh and and maker you know community that's here inside the makery network um yeah it's been great if you guys want to follow us on uh instagram you can follow us at the art of craftsmanship you can also go over and check out our channel on youtube the art of craftsmanship and you can uh, check us out as well and support us on patreon if you're inspired uh the art of craftsmanship all right thank you guy thank you Devin. yeah it's been fun and we'll uh we'll talk to you guys next time
If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.